0: It's time for episode 114 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, November 25th, 2015. Clockwise, four people, four technology topics, 30 minutes.
1: Welcome back to Clockwise, the Tech Podcast, where the proof is in the stuffing. I'm your co host, Dan Moran, and I'm joined across this lovely nation of ours by my co host, Mr. Jason Snow. Hi, Jason. Andy. Did you know that if you don't put it in the bird, it's dressing? What? No. no. No, no. Dressing no. is what you put on your salad. If you don't put it in the bird, it's still stuffing. It's just unstuffed. It's like Stuff It Expander. Let's just move on. Nope.
2: It's unstuffing. Hi,
1: Dan. <laughs> Hi, Jason. <laughs> You've already heard our first guest this week from iMore, the wonderful Georgia Dow. Hi, Georgia.
2: Hey! Gobble, gobble.
0: <laughs> that is a traditional Thanksgiving greeting. Thank you.
2: That's, that's the way that we do it here.
0: And to my left... Also from Imore, also from Canada, Mr. René Ritchie. Hello. It feels
3: really weird not doing this in a parking lot with you, Jason.
0: Yeah, I know. It's weird. We usually just call, call you in on on. In, I'm, in, I'm in a parking lot. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> okay. we, we, I'm in a garage. It's like an inside parking lot. Um, we, we've asked our Canadian friends to be here because, of course, this is Thanksgiving week, and it's hard to book guests because so many people are traveling. And fortunately, asking Canadians uh, on, the, on the show, they've already had their Thanksgiving. So not only are they free this week, but they can tell us how it is going to go tomorrow. I think that's how this works, right, Anything Dan? to look out for? Is it all going to be okay? Tell us. Come on. We know you're it from was the rated future. rated D for delicious. All right. It's
2: it's all going to be okay unless you're a turkey.
1: Why don't we get started, Dan? <laughs> let's let's definitely do this podcast. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with our first topic. So Thanksgiving uh, and the holiday season in general, a lot of us are you know seeing our family, visiting parents or other family members, and a lot of us are tech savvy people who end up doing tech support for our family, friends, loved ones, etc. They may or may not be loved ones after you do the tech support. Um, so my question for you guys is: Do you have any go to Thanksgiving tech support? Tips for our listeners: things that they could use, good apps, good services, or just you know common problems that you might run into. Georgia, anything?
2: So my mine's like an untech tip. <laughs> so Ooh, I like this it. holiday season. Instead of actually giving tech advice to all of your friends and family, teach them to fish. So give them a great link. You know, you can use iMore if you want or another (laughs) great website. There's many colors. There's all – go wherever you have to go. There's many colors. You don't have – many colors. Sorry.
0: (laughs) All the great colors.
2: All (laughs) the great colors. Send them there and have them learn to fish themselves so that next Thanksgiving you'll be free.
1: This is a this is a fishing support tip.
0: Interesting, this is a I, fishing I, tip. I, I'm going to say something. Uh, uh, not quite that, but I, I'm going to say the classics are what I always end up going with uh, at, at the holidays. So it's. Uh, power it off and back on, restart that iPad or iPhone. I know you don't ever do that, right? What if we hold down that button until it says slide to switch off, switch (laughs) it off, then hold down that button again until the little Apple comes back and see if it magically fixes your problems. Because you know what? Nine times out of 10, the old power cycle does the trick. But people don't think about it. And especially for these devices that uh, don't have a traditional kind of shutdown that people, they, they just leave them on forever. And I cannot tell you how many times one of my relatives or friends has said, I don't know why it's really behaving weirdly do I need a new phone and I say have you shut it down and then started it back up and the answer is no
1: but then I'll be disconnected from the internet it
0: totally solves will it die if I shut it down is that (laughs) is that like death no you die in the game yeah so uh, so that it's the classics that I come back to which is restart your computer shut down and turn back on your iPhone or your or or your iPad and if you've got like a weird thing with your router or your cable modem unplug it wait 30 seconds plug it back in these are the classics but they are
3: classics because they work my yeah my my now that jason took all my smart tips uh, i'm, I'm going to go <laughs> oh yeah unplug it that is the smartest of all tips <laughs> reboot all the things i mean that that's just the best thing but you know it, w- there's two things that i could say one is if you can help people learn to tell you the problem they have rather than the solution that they want it will it it solves a lot of the frustration issues trying to figure out what's really going on cuz they'll just tell you, oh this should work or i need a different i need a new printer and you don't really get to the source of the problem until maybe 3 days and four drinks later uh, uh, so if you could figure out actually what's bothering them, that's great. I would also always make sure that they, if they don't already have some form of backup, you give them a hard drive, you give them a backblaze account, you give them whatever you need to to make sure that when things go tragically wrong, it is only the end of their day and not the end of their world because that will save you a lot of misery as well and then lastly if they're on a pc encourage them to get a mac if they're on a mac encourage them to get an ipad you know just just help them reduce their computing world and don't really manageable what if if they're on an ipad i thought you were going to suggest really messing with them if
0: they're on a pc suggest they try a mac if they're on a mac suggest they try a pc they'll be really confused If they really want a game
3: uh they can they can go to a pc but otherwise try to get it into a point where they have enough computer for them and it's not this because like people don't we don't teach people how to use computers they go to best buy they buy one they take it home and they expect it to work and it And it doesn't, and that's incredibly frustrating.
1: Yeah, if if you've got an iPad, get an iPhone. If you're on iPhone, just get an Apple Watch. If you've got an Apple Watch, you're done. Just throw it out. You're done. That's (laughs)
3: it. Apple earring. You're as far as
1: you've gone. Um, Throw out all the tech. So my, I'm going to sort of take that like a uh, untech approach and say, you know what? I think uh, distributing the tech support actually really helps. So for example, the thing that I try to do when I see my folks at other times of the year is to make sure that I run all their software updates. Because inevitably, when you come around at, at, at Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever in the holiday season, um, you find, oh, there's like a pile of 20 updates that they've never installed. So either turning on the automatic updates for them, always a good idea, or just making sure that like at other points in the year, you run their updates. You make sure they have a backup, as Renee said, and so that it reduces the load at this particular time of the year. So you don't have to take time from eating delicious food to instead fixing everything that's wrong with their computer. I also highly recommend, you know, making sure they have you've set up some way for remote screen sharing so that when your, you know, parents or family members or loved ones or friends call you with problems, you say, wow, it's really hard for me to imagine what that looks like in my head right now. Can we set up a screen sharing session so I can actually see what the problem is that you're encountering? So those are a few tips, all good tips from across the board. Thank you very much, guys. We'll, we'll move on to topic number two, which comes from Ms. Georgia Dow.
2: So my topic is social media. It's everywhere. In 60 seconds or less, what are <laughs> wow. the pros and cons
3: of social media? One sentence or less. Wow, I love how you
0: you put words. time restrictions inside of Clockwise. That is awesome, and we should do that more often. I uh, so pros. It connects you to people. It connects you to people you uh, you know who you might not otherwise have day to day interactions with, which is really nice because then when you see them or you talk to them on the phone, you you actually know what's happening in their lives. I think that's really great. Um, and people you don't know, uh, something like Twitter. There's the asymmetry where even if I'm not following you, you can talk to me and I will listen and I try to respond, and I I, I love that 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 people can feel the. Uh, Ability to connect with me. Uh, The cons are anybody can talk to you and some people are jerks. (laughs) So basically people being jerks is the biggest con, I think. And I I think you can get a skewed worldview from social media if that's
3: all you do. And you can make it a huge time waster. But uh, it does let you connect. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Jason. It, it, I work from home, so it, it's very much my community. It's where I talk to the people who work in the same industry as I do. It's where I talk to the people who work in ancillary industries, like the vendors and the and the developers. And it's where I talk to a lot of my friends who have moved away, or friends that I've made in other cities. And it just it connects me. It's a, it's it's become my village. Uh, on the other side, yeah, there are a lot of jerks there, but my biggest fear is that I'm going to be a jerk because it's just so easy on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> well, that's so Canadian of you. Oh my well, god. No, I, like, <laughs> like, 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 there, there there is that old that old anonymity plus internet equals you know words i can't say on this show but i'm even though i don't have an anonymous account it is just so quick and so easy to reply and so faceless that it it doesn't always bring out your better angels and so georgia gave me great advice a while ago that is just don't hit send and that has saved me a lot of time and frustration over the years and revealing my giant jerk status to most of the internet
2: you're the nicest person
3: (laughs) 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 what i don't say has saved me Okay,
2: fair, fair.
1: That's, no, that's a good way of putting it. I think that that is a risk. It's also a risk that you, um, not just respond like a lot of knee-jerk reactions on both sides, but also, you know, a lot of stuff gets passed around and people get inflamed and angry about these things because a lot of things, especially like on Twitter, there's a limited number of, a limited amount of space. There's not a lot of context. Uh, and so one of the bad things is I think without that context, you might judge things inappropriately or you might not get the whole story or we might just get really sort of locked into listening to things in like sound bite capacity rather than taking our time to explore some issues, especially complicated issues, which aren't always reflected well in social media. Um, Also on the con side, I think it's just easy to get sucked in and not pay attention to the world that's actually around you. Uh, And so it's nice to unplug every once in a while and and be able to sort of enjoy the world without having to think about, oh, my God, what am I missing on social media? But on the great side, it is easy to keep in track with people. I have a lot of friends who I don't get to see who are spread throughout the country. It's a great way to keep up with them, like Brene and a lot of you. I work at home, and so I don't really see people all day. And so it's nice to have that sort of communal aspect going on. And it's really nice. I especially really enjoy seeing pictures. Pictures of like, you know, uh, friends and their family and kids and stuff like that, who I also don't get to interact with that much. So lots of pros and cons there.
2: So for me, I think that, you know, what everyone spoke of, that immediacy is a wonderful thing. It brings news directly to you and right away. And so it brings power back to the people. But I think that with that, it does increase reactivity and can create a very quick reaction mob mentality and that's really dangerous because you want to become part of the wave and you're just kind of flowing through it because you're reacting to things really quick and I think that it's also creating a loss of social skills and the ability to read body language because we are spending a lot of our dialogue spent interacting with a technology that is only 140 characters or just words and you're losing all of the intonations that we learn through doing and so I think that a lot of our children are not going to have the greatest of social skills uh, but probably will be excellent typists.
3: You mad Georgia question marks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know <laughs> I think, I think that's a great topic. I do think that, uh, yeah, text lacks a nuance, although we are raising a generation of people who are, are pr- able to pack a nuance into text in a way like like never before. And I think Twitter has made me, um, it's like a word game sometimes. I'm not going to say it's made me better as a writer, but I'd say it it, uh, it is often a challenge to try and convey what you're trying to convey in such a small space, but it's also mm-hmm. very easy to fail to do that. So um, th- that's a really great topic. And thank you for the time constraints. We are going to move on. <laughs> on to our next set of topics. It's halftime. Before we move on to my topic, I'd like to tell you about our halftime sponsor. Once again, it is our good friends at Foot Cardigan. And you may be asking yourself, what is a foot cardigan? The answer is Foot Cardigan is a subscription service for socks. You heard me. Socks. A subscription to Foot Cardigan will get your favorite person one pair of whimsical socks delivered to their mailbox every Month, you got it. Sock subscription service—the internet for socks. Uber, but for socks. Here it is. But your, your your friends, your favorite friends, they're gonna remember your awesome gift every single month for as long as you want. One of the most stressful parts of the holidays is picking out that perfect. Gift for everyone you know, and you know everybody always thinks socks. That's a give-up gift. That's a grandma gift. But Foot Cardigan makes it simple and awesome to get be given socks. And once you subscribe or buy a subscription for someone you love, every month you get a new pair of socks. So if it's July, it'll be like Christmas in July. If it's in May, it'll be like Christmas in May. Follow me here. Think about how awesome that would be—a surprise fair of fun socks delivered to your door or your friend's door every month. The gift that keeps on giving. Now, fun-loving adults will love foot cardigan. Of course, it's in the name, foot cardigan. Oh my God, how much more fun-loving could it be? But there are also the special whippersnappers program from foot cardigan for people of ages three to 12, and they get two pairs of socks a month instead of just one. Yes, it's good to be a kid at foot cardigan. Now, it's just about Thanksgiving here in the United States. Let's face it, you probably have procrastinated on your holiday shopping. It's never too late to change. Get on it now. Be your parents' favorite kid this year and get them a subscription to Foot Cardigan. You'd be the most popular person in the house. Subscriptions are available for three, six, and nine-month periods prepaid, and there's a month-to-month option, too. And listeners to Clockwise can get 10% off all subscriptions with the code CLOCKWISE at checkout. Remind your favorite person how awesome you are every month. Every time they look at their feet, they'll be like, Hey, that person is awesome, thanks to Foot Cardigan. And thank you to Foot Cardigan for supporting this show and the halftime especially because that's my favorite part socks sock sponsor it's sockwise again dan yeah, i know keep watching those socks keep watching totally the socks spoiled george's christmas surprise thanks guys my
2: feet are completely jealous
0: did you know that <laughs> a a symbol or pattern on the side of a sock is called a clock <laughs> It is true. Really? Yep. It is really? true. It is true. Foot cardigan is our our brother from another mother, is what we're saying.
2: Well, that's where you have to have them like you have the, the clockwise little symbol on the bottom. We, clockwise know, socks, of socks would
0: be awesome, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I, I would totally or, wear Or clockwise sockwise socks. clocks, frankly. <laughs> no, those are less useful for me. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to my topic. It is simple. This is a Thanksgiving-themed show. Name a couple of tech-related things you're thankful for. I know this is a lazy concept, but it's also, I think, useful to just think of the big picture and think of some stuff that you're glad that you've got in the uh, in the tech sphere.
3: Renee, So I'm going to go two ways on this. The first is with the gadgets, and I'm really thankful I have uh, new stuff this year, like an Apple Watch and an Apple TV. So I spent Canadian Thanksgiving cooking with my Apple Watch. I kept setting um, alarms and reminders and everything, so I knew when to pull out the sweet potatoes, which might be yams for some of you Americans, and uh, the turkey and all the different things that really helped me coordinate without having to go and keep an iPad there or wash my hands or, you know, get a get an iphone or whatever uh it, it was just it was just really convenient and now i have this new apple tv that come the later holidays i'm going to sit everybody in front of and play games and watch movies and not have to interact with them like human beings and it's going to be <laughs> likewise phenomenal the second thing i'm thankful for is uh and uh, i'm in no way sucking up to jason Snell by saying this things like uh six colors and Hi, wonderful <laughs> ind- independent technology <laughs> sites that i can go to and get awesome perspective and great voices and hear different opinions and just educate myself checks in the mail renee yeah. It's not socks, but it's pretty close to being great. <laughs> the socks are in the mail. <laughs> um, six different colors Sox of socks.
1: colors. colors. Uh, I was going to say, i actually really thankful for, uh, you know, honestly, we're sitting here on Skype recording a podcast, but I'm actually really thankful of Skype and FaceTime, um, because I found in the last year, especially, uh, you know, dating someone who lives in another city, it's a great way to keep in touch. It's really nice. It's, it's an amazing technology. It's just, it's fantastic. It really makes it, uh, you know, feel that much more alive. I've been dreaming of like video phone calls since I was a kid. And they're actually just a, like a commonplace, everyday thing of reality now. So, And it's also great for keeping in touch with my family, um, who I'll get to see in the holiday season, but I don't get to see in the rest of the year. So things like that and, and even iMessage and, and being able to sort of keep in touch with people is fantastic. Uh, I'm also really thankful for video streaming services because when I am laid up by because I've hurt my, hurt my foot and I have to sit on a couch for like a week, Boy, is it great to have a ton of stuff to watch without having to leave the house. So, uh, yeah, and it's a little dangerous sometimes. Um, but, you know, hey, it's worth it.
2: Well, I was, you know, I could say the iPad Pro, the pencil. Yeah, these are great things. My phone, I adore it. But what I'm really thankful for is my Brondell heated toilet seat. It's true. <laughs> it's cold in the morning. I live in Montreal. Canada, yeah. Canada. You, you know, there is nothing better than waking up and having a heated toilet seat to welcome you. <laughs> I, I, I have to say I, I'm spoiled now. It's difficult to go to the washroom anywhere else, which is the difficulty of having such a fabulous <laughs> toilet seat. But I love it. And every time I use it, I go, oh, this is wonderful. I, well, I couldn't go future. back to uh, – yes. Yes!
0: Wow, that that was an unexpected <laughs> answer, and uh, I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to say two Thank things: you. Slack. I'm going to be thankful for Slack, although it can be a time waster. uh, As we as has been a theme here, when you're um, not connected to people in a physical workplace, it is a really nice way to stay connected to people, and you can get work done. And yes, you can waste time, but in some ways, the water cooler time is also really valuable because you get to know people better. And like I said about social media in George's lightning round, um, it it (laughs) is nice to know the little things because if all you ever do is transactional interactions with people, you're not actually you don't actually know them you're not joking around with them and 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 you know in the real world not everything you do hopefully is transactional with the people you're around but online it can be like that so um slack has become indispensable to me a guy who sits in his garage every day and types at a keyboard and then the other thing i'll throw out there is uh i listen to a lot of podcasts but i don't have a commute anymore so i'm thankful for the time-saving features in overcast the fact that it can play back audio at a much higher rate of speed than 100% and yet not sound um, choppy in a way that most podcast apps that I've tried that try to make things go faster uh, they sound a little artificial and choppy and then the smart speed feature on top of it which is pulling silence out um, you know I know that these are not supported s- uh, speeds for these podcasts but I don't have the time to listen to as many podcasts as I used to and this is a way for me to stay uh, fresh on the podcast world so those are the things I'm thankful for Mixed debug take five minutes it's amazing yeah it's great <laughs> that's why I talk so fast and I don't put any spaces in at all
1: because I want to be as fast as possible when listening to that that's yeah, much- yeah, This
0: totally breaks Overcast when you talk like this because they don't know what to do. And everybody out there who's listening in Overcast right now is totally freaked out because what's happening? My my phone is going to explode. Oh, no. Hi, Overcast listeners. Anyway, thanks to everybody for answering my question. Renee, what do you have?
3: Uh, So I woke up this morning and I was looking at the Twitter and I saw a bunch of really interesting things. Some people complaining about Apple's continued neglect of the App Store and the Mac App Store. Other people promoting sales uh, for apps like Pixelmator, which are ridiculously low priced already and even now more ridiculously low priced. Other people complaining that they still wouldn't buy them because they can get so much free software. And I know this is an old uh, discussion, but it continues to remind me how complex a problem it is. Do we blame people who won't pay for things? Do we blame developers who race to the bottom? Do we blame Apple for not taking a more proactive role? Who's at fault here? How do we fix this? (laughs) Well, uh, as always, I think the answer
1: is pretty much everybody's at fault here. Um, It's a challenging problem. And a lot of it is, you know, definitely encouraged by consumers who want to have low prices for things because low prices are great. We all like paying less for the things that we want. Um, It's encouraged by Apple because there isn't really, you know, any reason there's no oversight for that kind of thing. And not to say there should be regulation of prices or anything like that in the app store. But, you know, uh, it seems like it's been kind of tacitly encouraged. Uh, And developers, I think, have struggled very much and they have to to play to a certain extent by saying, hey, if everybody else is lowering their prices, I I may have to lower mine just to be competitive. But in the end, you know, that essentially, you know, if the opposite of a rising tide lifts all boats is a lowering tide leaves them all stranded. Um, So I I think it's a really challenging problem. It would be great to see uh, Apple responds to some of the issues developers have, both in terms of being able to sort of adjust pricing. I mean, I think of things like upgrade pricing, which has never been a thing on the App Store. Uh, it was in existence for the Mac app community long before that. Uh, it's something that provides a little more flexibility for developers when it comes to pricing their apps, and so it would be nice to see some sort of options like that. I think of things like free trials um, of apps, which again was uh, existed in software app the community before the App Stores came around, but doesn't really exist now. um, It seems like there could be some refinements to the app store to help sort of deal with these problems and give people a better chance of saying, hey, I might be more comfortable shelling out 10 or 20 bucks for an app. If I get a chance to try it first and see if it's actually what I want. Um, so I, I think there are some some minor changes as we move into the, what, seventh, eighth, ninth year of the App Store that it's time to sort of refine things and, and make some changes to encourage uh, these, this market because it's an incredibly valuable, popular market.
2: I think that it is no one's fault. Uh, but for all of Dan's reasons. <laughs> 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 I, I think that it's, it's something that's a shared responsibility between the fact that people, you know, we're, we're all racing to the bottom of pricing. Everyone has to make a margin of hope of profit. And it's not something that's a sure thing. In the end, I think that it's going to be up to Apple to try to sweeten the pot so that more people will join the game. And we're going to have better applications, happier developers, which end up making for happier consumers to be able to consume these great applications that we want to have I think that it's really hard especially when you're dealing with new markets such as like iPad Pro apps which you don't know how many people are going to sell, how many iPad Pros are going to sell and then how many apps are they going to want to buy to that and so I think that it's always smart to kind of wait and have that wait and see attitude. You want to be the first out of the box but you also don't want to end up spending a lot of money on developing a fabulous application that no one is going to be able to buy. So hopefully Apple will take a good look so that they can make it better ecosystem for everyone.
0: I think Apple can help matters a lot by uh, doing things like uh, maybe offering free trials or uh, paid upgrades. I think we've talked about those at nauseum at this point. It would be it would be nice. I see why Apple doesn't do them, but it's a lot easier model for uh, for pro apps uh, to to do that sort of thing. It's less of a point. There's less of a point of it for phone cheap phone apps, but for pro apps, which iOS is now a, a it should be a pro app platform too. Um, some different behavior is required. So it can help, but that's that said. I think I think maybe we talk about this a little too much, and that we're overstating the, the, the issues a little bit. There are pro, great pro apps for the iPad, um, and I think there will be more, and I think there's a market for them, and I think that they can have prices that are not one dollar or five dollars, and that they will sell uh, they will sell well, but they won't need to sell as well as a one dollar app would need to be if it's twenty dollars or fifty dollars. And I'm not thinking just constrained to the iPad Pro, but if you think about the iPad Pro and the iPad Air 2 um, that and the iPad. Mini any four, really. Those are all powerful systems that uh, that can, you can use for uh, professional work. So uh, I don't know. I'm I'm actually becoming a little optimistic about this. I think there are going to be great pro apps on these devices. There already are some, and that uh, that the app store can work for them, and they just need to be priced accordingly. But I, I do think that those apps uh, can exist and will exist, and uh, the the more Apple can do to help. Uh, the better. And also, you know, the in-app purchase uh, approach can work too. I, 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 there are a lot of apps out there that you, it's a free app and it, and you can use it with a, sort of limited, uh, in a limited way. And then uh, when you really want to do what you, what you need to do, if you're using it for pro purposes, then you have an in-app purchase, but it allows, that's essentially a trial. And I think that there are some good apps out there that do that too. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little more optimistic, I would say.
3: A couple of interesting things that appeared to me this week were some people saying, you know, may, maybe you just don't get to have a successful app. That's a lot of industries. You're not guaranteed to hit single. You're not guaranteed to hit movie. Totally. You know, there's not there's not a right to have a massively successful app. And blaming Apple for not having trials, not having upgrades, that's one thing you can do. But there, it also takes away your ability to affect change. And I, I I'm not going to get to trial the new Star Wars movie. I'm going to have to go, you know, risk it. Give my, I think it's twenty dollars. I'm paying for these tickets, and I'm going to have to go in there sight unseen and just take it as a lack of faith. And maybe I won't like it, but I still pay twenty bucks for the experience. But the thing is I, I won't do that for twenty movies. I'll do that for three, four, or five movies. And maybe apps will be similar. I'll have to pick and choose more carefully, do more research up front and, and not get the trials. Um, but like Jason said, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons pro and cons for those things. But I'm just wondering if we're gonna see a, a different market. There are apps that have been successful on the phone, like Instagram and and WhatsApp. But this is a whole new audience. This isn't the traditional Mac audience. These aren't people who are used to paying uh, or who are used to shareware, who are used to upgrade pricing. Those things are sort of relics from the past. And I, I don't know if that era is just over because I see this lack of wanting to pay for things in music and in content and everywhere else as well. So I'm just a consumer. I'm not a developer. I'm not a platform owner. And all I can say is uh, I, I want to find ways to spend money on things that uh, I care about and want to see continue. So uh, if you give me that opportunity, I will just keep throwing money at them. Careful when you throw money, you
0: might hurt somebody. Buddy. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, we have loonies and two. We have loonies and, those things and take These so an really hurt. Yeah, don't throw coins, people. Don't throw That's coins. Not cool. Uh, Dan, not nice. uh, we have t- we've done four topics. We just have time for a bonus topic. What is our topic this well, week? Like every week we just have time for bonus topic. It's great. I love it. The magic of editing. <laughs> Except for those weeks where I cut the
1: bo- bonus topic, and aren't you sad? Hey, then? you're wasting time right now. <laughs> Come on, we're on a <laughs> now schedule. Now we don't here. have
2: time for a bonus uh, topic.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you some other things I'm thankful for. <laughs> Well, we're entering a season uh, with a lot of traditional holiday foods. Which of the many is your favorite, Georgia?
2: My favorite is pumpkin pie with Cool Whip. Not like real <laughs> whipped cream. It's Cool Whip. The fake stuff, I want it. I want loads of it so it fills my pumpkin Not pie. Not
3: Miracle Whip, but Cool Whip.
2: Cool Whip. <laughs> I love it and I can't wait. That's what I want.
0: Jason? Uh, you know... I, I I actually love the traditional Thanksgiving turkey dinner. I know a lot of people don't like turkey, but yet, it's turkey and cranberry sauce is the best. To the point where I have been known, yes, to uh to make myself a turkey and cranberry sandwich before and after <laughs> Thanksgiving and people look at me like, "Aren't you just going to have that in a couple of days? Why are you having it now?" And the answer is because I love it. It's so good. So I, you know, I think I think that's my answer. Turkey and cranberry.
3: It's great. I'm very similar to Jason. I love, the, I love the Thanksgiving meal, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the sweet potatoes, all that stuff. And I realized a couple of years ago that turkey is kind of just the plate that holds it all there. It's, it's far from the most flavorful part of the dish anymore. Plate made so of I, turkey. I, <laughs> that's what the cranberry sauce is for. Yep. Um, yeah, I got to go with uh, – actually, for
1: Christmas, my family often makes a Christmas ham uh which is delicious ham is one of my favorite foods especially the leftover ham next day for a really? sandwich
2: you're that one person you're that one person that ham oh, is man, their favorite i love food.
1: christmas ham There's i'm also one. i'm gonna throw it on the other side and just to be super contradictory to myself also my dad's latkes <laughs> for, Han- for hanukkah so uh, ham the well-known uh, kosher dish
3: and yep. latkes oh, great latkes. combination i
2: love latkes i would have them together
3: i've oh, made bacon latkes, latkes. I'm, I'm gonna go to hell for that wow yeah delicious. you are <laughs> But I also I want to Marcus. come over and eat them. This
0: Anytime. podcast is not kosher. <laughs> uh, well, that is our bonus topic. Uh, we've hit the end of the show, Jason. Yeah, we have. We did it. We Once did again. it. We get to have turkey now. Do we? Right now? Ham. All right. We'll see you I later. don't. I, mean, I, have I don't. That turkey makes me feel sad. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. We'll send you some. Sorry, Canada. I'll ship it up there. Okay. You're ahead of us. This is the price of being ahead of us is now that you've, uh, you, you know, you missed it. You Shipped already had yours. Early. You can look back don't and be greedy. think about
1: the great turkey you've had.
2: Mm-hmm. Ugh.
1: We'll do Columbus Day late. Take that. Don't do Columbus <laughs> Day at all. Like, that's... <laughs> um, so we, it remains only for us to thank our guests. George Dale, thank you so much for being here on this special pre-Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving edition of Clockwise.
2: Gobble, gobble.
0: And Renee Ritchie, thank you for being on this post-Canadian Thanksgiving edition of Clockwise. Thank you for having me. All right. And to everybody out there, thanks for listening to Clockwise. We will see you next week. And until then, we remind you, watch what you say and keep watching the clock and the socks and the clocks bye everybody and the clock socks and the sock clocks there's a doctor <laughs> seuss in there somewhere i do not like socks and clocks
2: <laughs> i do not like clocks fox and socks fox and
0: socks and fox and clocks clocks and fox and clocks and <laughs> socks one sock one sock clock and on the rock
2: so many clocks and so many socks
0: what's up doc all right this so- is getting <laughs> so many socks they live in a box
2: This will all be cut out. Everyone's going to miss all the best parts.
1: Yeah, that's all right.